0: The spray. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna open it up. Tapping into an unfamiliar industry, man. I'm excited to talk about this topic. This happens so often, and this is the crux of what pivoting in business is all about. We're gonna talk about how you get into a new industry. If you join me for the first time, my name is Brad Hogan. I'm a business guy here in Central Florida. This is Season 3, Episode 10. Talking about today, tapping into an unfamiliar industry, which I think happens to us so often, whether it's an entire industry or whether it's an add-on we've got to our business. I just want to talk about the five main things I see. Number one do your research. There's a lot of research that needs to go into it. And today with the internet, man, everything's out there. You can certainly find the research. I'll even go as far as to say, do a business plan. Ironically, I know so many successful business guys that don't have a business plan. I frequently sit there, you know, in a meeting with guys or at super successful in all different industries and as they are talking about issues or things they run into i just cringe i think man you could be so much more successful if you just had a business plan and that business plan number one it's not what most people think they think what i need to write down what i'm doing well i'm here to tell you what a real business plan does is It asks some hard questions that you have to go research to find the answers. Who are your biggest competitors? You know, what's the dollar volume of your industry? I mean, am I thinking I'm going to do a million dollars this year when the industry averages 20 million, you know, my way off base? There are these tools that don't cost anything that are readily available to all of us. You have got to do your research and give yourself the biggest chance for success. I think of, too, as I'm sitting there with those business guys that are super successful, how many other businesses or business people are there on the fringe that are not sitting in that room, that are not successful, that are struggling for whatever reason? Did they do their research? Did they do their business plan? What we're talking about here is just having a healthy business and giving yourself the absolute best chance to win. It's work at the end of the day. That's what it is. The second thing I'd encourage you to do is find a mentor. I'm big on coaches. I have two coaches right now coaching me through different things in business. I'm certainly at this point not afraid to spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on a coach. And I literally mean that find a mentor, someone that's willing to help you. How do you find that mentor? You know, where where are they at? I'm a big advocate. And I think the biggest source for that mentor is through associations. You may know someone that encouraged you or helped you get in the business. That may be a good resource, but you may need to pivot away from that person If they're just excited about it, let's get with someone that's a true expert that's been doing it forever. You know, they've been in the industry for a long time. They're successful and is willing to help you. What I find in associations are, for the most part, these are guys in their industry that are successful, so they've got the time to give back. They want to give back. Financially, typically, these are stable guys. If you can just tap into that industry, ask for help, and and it's done in different forms. I mean, get, get to know the people, take them to lunch, invite them out, tell them you need help, tell them what you're doing. I think for the most part, the associations that I'm part of, it's a give back on my part. When I show up at my association meetings, very involved. I'm on the board, I'm on more than a couple. I pay for my own hotel rooms, I pay for my own travel, I take off from my office, I take time away from my business in order to go there. But anyone that is willing to commit, that's trying to grow their business, make their business viable, healthy, do the right thing, I'm happy to help them. I get phone calls, you know, I typically get a handful of calls every couple of weeks, Maybe it even means visiting their job sites, but I'm happy to help them. I'll tell them everything I know. I'm secure in my business. There's enough business to go around for all of us. You are looking for that person that has that attitude, not somebody that's holding back, but they're available. They're out there. They're happy to help you. You just got to be innovative yourself in finding the right person and Sometimes when we choose a mentor or coach, we outgrow that person. And and I don't mean we get better than them, but I learned what I can about my business practices. I feel like that's on track. Maybe that's what my mentor or coach was helping me with. I found out I don't know nearly enough about the digital space within my industry. I need a different coach, a different mentor, someone that's a guru with digital. Within my industry. That's why we change coaches, change mentors. It's level up for us individually because that's where we're at. There may be somebody else in our industry that's killing it in the digital space, but they need something else. You know, it's a constant growing process. Here I am right now. I am learning about a new side of the business, something I don't know very much about. So I am with. The guru of gurus in my industry that knows what I need to learn. While I'm helping him figure out some organizational things, he is helping me learn a different side of the business. It's just kind of a win-win for both of us. Even though it's a business relationship, a work relationship, it's also bi-directional mentorship, if you will. The third thing is you need to be humble, a little bit contemplative. Have the humility. If you want to be a good leader, you need to be a good student. You can't know it all, even when you know the answer. Hold back, take it in, learn from those around you. They know more than you. Everybody's ideas are not the best, but that's a place to also be humble. It's not speaking up saying, Hey, well, I don't think that idea works because, and I'm not talking about having a dialogue within your office. I'm talking about when you're around your mentors, you're around the successful people. Maybe think of it in a different way. You think that doesn't work or you know it doesn't work. Well, maybe it didn't work for you. I'm looking at them going, Wait a minute, you're saying that. How'd that work for you? Oh, it was wildly successful. Here's what we did. Now I'm curious. What did he do different than what I was doing that made that successful? The fourth thing is it's the basic rants and repeat. We need to test, learn, and improve. So many times I will have something that is running well in my business. Maybe a lot of people would think, man, you shouldn't mess with it. Everything's going good. Well, I want to try something a little different. Sometimes it If you will kind of crashes and burns it's like oh that didn't work let's not do that again but it's trying to get to that next level we go through these phases where we hit a ceiling and we're trying to break through you keep bumping against the ceiling whatever it is we're trying to learn we're trying to break through there finally we break through and guess what you're going to come into another ceiling you're trying to break through that's how this whole thing works when we go into an unfamiliar business And we're trying to learn, or perhaps just business in general, but especially when it's something that's unfamiliar, we're trying to learn. It's all these breakthrough moments we have, all these wins. I had a finance company. I was having a tough time. I didn't have five years in business. I didn't have, several years ago, I didn't have $3 million in my business account. And I just couldn't get anybody to talk to me to really loan me the money, I wanted to table fund. And I just couldn't get any of the big players to talk to me. I needed a major bank. I needed a major financial institution to back me. I called them all. Nobody was talking to me. Nobody was interested. This is, I called a God moment. One of these mentors appeared in my life. It was a gentleman that I knew that had a super successful business, He's since passed away, but Del Demery, Delmar Demery III owns a company called Syndicate Sales out of Kokomo, Indiana. They make the little pickwick vase that a single stem flower or rose goes in. They used to all be green with a red rubber top on it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. At the time, there were only three manufacturers in the world, and Syndicate Sales today, very successful. They make other plastic products. Dell called me and said, Hey, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm here in my office, you know, working away. He said, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Hey, when somebody like that calls you, I'm doing nothing. What do you got in mind? You know, I got nothing planned I don't know what I had planned, but whatever I had planned, I'm canceling it. It's respect and it's my mentor here at this point. And he had not been mentoring me up to this point. We had just been talking but he knew I was ambitious. He knew I wanted to learn. I had sat with him at the club and told him some of the things I was running up against. He asked. He was interested. Genuinely interested. You know, what are you running into? Well, when he called and said, what are you doing this weekend? You know, I'm available. He called me back within the hour and said, I'm going to pick you up Friday morning at 10 a.m. Okay. Okay. I scratched off whatever's on my calendar. I packed a bag and he picked me up and we went to a show in Chicago. It was a trade show in his industry. GE Capital was there and what they wanted. He has this whole fleet of trucks. And at the time, I think uh, Penske is who he was with. However, that deal works, leases on semis and tractor trailers Etc. And I'd see those trucks all over the country. He talked to GE Capital. And of course, they're all over him. They want they want to do all his trucks, all his financing, everything. Dale told the two guys that were talking to him. He said, "This is my friend here, Brad. I need you to take care of it." He had a little conversation with them. We stayed at that show. We were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We came back home Sunday afternoon dropped me off my house. As we were getting close to my house, Dell looked at me and he said, I need you to do two things. I need you to, and he asked me first, he said, do you have a legal firm that represents your company? I said, no. And he said, I need you to hire one. Let's get a top-notch firm. I'll send you a couple names. Do you have an accounting firm? And I said, no, I don't. And he said, okay, I'll send you a couple names. So on Monday, Monday morning, he sent me over a couple prospective names for a law firm, for an accounting firm. And I immediately jumped on the phone, booked an appointment, and I went to see him. I had appointments very quickly. I think it was probably Wednesday or Thursday, Dale called me and he said, hey, did you have your appointments? And I said, yeah. He said, how'd it go? I said, great. And he said, what happened? And I said, well, um, accounting firm, they wanted like 5,000 bucks as a retainer. I paid it and I hired him. He said, what about the law firm? And I said, well, I mean, the law firm I like, they want a $20,000 retainer. Wrong answer. And he asked me very sternly on the phone. He said, $20,000, Brad, do you have the money? And I said, well, yeah, I have the money. He said, when you get them hired, call me back and slam the phone down. And at that moment, I thought, man, how disrespectful on my part. This guy is doing everything to help me. And today I understand it. I have people ask me for help. I tell them what to do. I know what to do. I've already done it. I've been there is successful. I tell them what to do. They won't do it. I don't know if the cost is too high or they don't want to spend the time or, but this is what's required. I knew in that moment I had messed up and I immediately hired the law firm called Dellback immediately and apologized. I said, I'm so sorry. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you leading me through this. I've hired him. He took it from there. He talked to GE Capital. I didn't know what he was doing behind the scenes. A week, A week later, by Wednesday, I had a $3 million credit line from GE Capital. Just made my business take off. It was having the right mentors, you know, doing the right thing at the right time. Even though I was trying everything I could, it was finding the right person, the right thing, the right time. The fifth thing I would tell you is pivot. Pivot is so important because the business never looks in the end or even in the middle like it started out. You know, you're going to get in business and it's going to take you this direction or it's going to take you this direction. And we've got a saying, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Whatever that means, whatever your business looks like, whatever fits you, whether it's a niche within your industry. I'm in the roofing industry. Does that mean uh, I'm great at shingle re-roofs on residential? Am I a multifamily guy that I go after apartment complexes and HOAs or townhomes? Am I a tile guy? Do I specialize in tile? Do I specialize in metal? Do I specialize in commercial TPO flat roofs? There's so many different niches. So if you said, Hey, I'm getting in the roofing industry. Great. What's that going to look like in a year in six months? There are some guys out there that can do both residential and commercial. There's not many guys that do both really well. They struggle. They struggle with that constantly. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Here's what happens. And we talk about the turns and the pivot and all that stuff. But what happens is when I go to industry functions or meetings I'm talking to my buddies. They're asking, hey, what are you guys doing? You know, how's it going? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's busy time in the industry. Everything's great. They say, well, okay, so you're doing residential. How many roofs you guys do? I'm like, oh, we we put on 64 roofs last week. They go last week. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's rolling along pretty good. And how far out are you? We're about eight weeks out. So you got 480 jobs in your pipeline yeah, probably a little more than that. They think, man, we need to be in we need to be in residential. And I'm talking to a commercial guy. But then I asked the commercial guy, what are you guys doing? Well, they do these projects are like, well, we're in an industrial complex. It's normal for them. There's 20 buildings and we're putting on a million squares. I'm like, man, a million squares all at once? We need to be in commercial. And it's just the natural thing that happens, no matter what it is in our industry or your industry. It's always looking at what the other guy's doing. But the reality is maybe he doesn't really know anything about what I'm doing. And I don't really know anything about what he's doing. There's always that opportunity to go hire somebody within the industry that knows that. What's that look like? How's that work? Etc.? Just mentally have the capacity to know that you may need to pivot. Stuff happens. COVID happened. The manufacturer slowed down. What I found in my industry was I needed to get with a manufacturer and stick with them so that I could get my material. A lot of guys in my industry didn't do that. I would show up at these industry meetings and it's actually a little lie that I would tell. They would say, Brad, man, what are you guys doing for shingles? And my little lie was I'd look at them and i go, man, I know it's really tough. Because I felt bad for them. I would ask them, you know, what are you guys doing? They said, we're selling a color. We're just putting on whatever shingle we can get. And the reality is I wasn't having that struggle. I had got with the manufacturer and been loyal to them. And they were loyal to us. They made sure we had what we needed. And we weren't struggling with getting product. Figuring out and finding out through the industry and pivoting away from, we're going to sell a little bit of everything no matter what the customer wants. No, this is who we are. This is a product. We're going to ride this horse. And it did us well as we went through COVID and beyond to be with that manufacturer and develop those relationships. Very important. You guys, as you're pivoting through this thing, whatever it is, enjoy it, have fun, love it. Get those people around you, man. As important as it is to think about who can help you, I want to ask you, who are you helping? Reach out, help those that are trying. If you've been there, we all have a story. You need to tell your story. You need to help some people around you because they need it. Love you guys. I'll see you in the next one.